welcome to Human Impact Stories, hosted by Eileen Sweeney and Amy McGuire, two business leaders with background in corporate social responsibility and community outreach. More than human interest, these stories have human impact. And now, Human Impact Stories. Hi, this is Eileen. We started this podcast because Amy and I actually had a level of frustration. We know great things are happening to make our community stronger, but those stories don't always get told, or they are undertold. So, each episode will highlight a person or an organization doing great things and having impact on the community in innovative and sustained ways. You'll hear from grassroots leaders, social responsibility experts, athletes, artists, and educators who will share their stories. And we believe everyone has a story. So thank you for joining us. And now on to today's episode. Hi, everyone. Today's guest is Marcia Hall, founder of Mr. Bubbles. And anyone who knows Marcia knows that she is always on the go. We recorded this on her birthday when we were lucky enough to catch up with her, and she graciously chatted with us from the cozy confines of her car. Thank you, Marcia. TGIF, thankfulness, gratitude, impact, and friendship, TGIF. And happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Human Impact, powerful stories from real people. I cannot tell you how honored I am to be today with my co-host, Eileen Sweeney, and most of all, a dear friend, Marcia Hall, the founder and CEO of Mr. Bubbles. We have so much to talk about and so much to hear today. I I can't tell you how amazed I am and inspired by what she has done. I had a chance to see firsthand the work she's doing in the service. But um, Eileen, tell us about the word that Ms. Hall is going to talk to us about today. Yeah, thank you, Amy. And so every um, one of the podcasts is really formulated around a word. And when we thought of you, Marcia, we thought of the word imagine, um, because we understand that you had a goal there and you imagined a new way of serving others. So why don't we start off by just saying, how, how did you get started with Mr. Bubbles? Well, I want to say good morning to you and your audience. Um, where can I start? Well, I work with the homeless over 12 years now, and I work with a very large outreach center here in Tampa, and my first duty was to host the homeless on a daily basis, finding out what um, services they need or what's so lacking in their their lives that we could fulfill it for them. And one day, a young lady came into the office and just greet, I greeted her like I'd normally do any other client, and with a soft voice, um, she just asked the question, could she shower here? And unfortunately, I could not offer her that shower op- opportunity at the facility uh, we were at at the time, but I did make a way for her to refresh her body and to re- refresh her mind at the same time um, by making a way for her to do that in the women's bathroom. 
no dignity in that as well. So when she left my office, that really gripped my heart. And because it did give me the opportunity to look at it and say, as a woman myself, that, that's on uh, pride, has pride of uh, grooming herself every morning, every day, and has, and has the blessing to do so, to think that a woman could not refresh her body on a daily basis. And that really gripped my heart. And from that point on, I, I did ask God, I said, what can I do? This is a need in the community that seems no one has looked at or thought about, but I believe you brought it to me so I can start something. And from there, God gave me a plan to do showers, but not just showers, portable showers. And the reason why portable showers, once again, another need that the homeless is seeking and liking in their lives is transportation. So the idea of bringing out the showers to the locations where they are, bringing the service to them, not them coming to seek for the service. And that's how Mr. Bubbles was created. So from the very beginning, you had this idea. Um, did you have any setbacks in turning that idea, what you imagined, into a reality? The biggest setback I faced was health, a health issue. Uh, in the middle of planning and uh, doing the paperwork, uh, seeing how we could get this uh, implemented in, out in the co community, um, I had a health scare. I discovered that I had colon cancer, stage oh. three going into four. And there was no way for me to um, say, okay, let's do some treatment. No, it was, it was, it was an urgent thing. And um, that was the biggest set, setback I had through this whole process is that health care. Um, that put me out of commission. I had to have an emergency um, surgery. Uh, my recovery time, I was in the hospital for 28 days. Uh, wow. Also, once I came home, I'm still recovering. So a total of 60 days, I was under doctor care, uh, treatment, and just really trying to regroup. But I never gave up the hope in my heart that God had given me this mission to fulfill, and he was going to help me get through this health scare, and he did. He healed my body. Um, a year later, I started my first shower unit. Um, God just opened doors where people in the community came together and wanted to help us with the mission. I mean, to the point that the shower units are actually donated to us. Oh. We didn't have to pay for them or build them. So that really put us on the ground much quicker than we expected. That's amazing. You have served a complete unmet need and you have done it through just such strength and faithfulness and and just getting it done. You know, you're you have been focused and accountable to just a service and a way to take care of those in need. You've also been recognized and it is so rewarding to see how your rework your work is being rewarded. Can you talk about what that has been and and the way that you feel about how you want to engage others in this in this process and in this service? Well, as a as a new service in the community and also knowing of services 
that is already in place for the homeless. Uh, Mr. Bubbles and my team, we are so humble that we could bring a service very as simple as it is to allow someone to take a shower, uh, bringing clean clothes to them, so they can feel like a human being again. Many times when we're out and about and we're offering the service, the homeless men and women have come to us and embraced us and just thanking us that that was something they needed. They had clothes, they had food, they may have a job, but they just didn't have the ability to keep their hygiene up. And that's well, what I'm all about, is just that we begin to see the homeless population as human beings. Uh, just because they're in yeah. their situation doesn't mean that they forfeited their human emotions. They still cry. They still have wants. They still have desires. They still want to know that someone cares. Oh, yes. And what you're doing, the impact you are making. And also what I was so amazed by, you have you give them also clean clothes and you have donations of people, whether it's soap and shampoos. Uh, it's an amazing process you have that make that individual walk away with dignity. And you are giving um, the, the love and respect that we all need and all of our listeners need to feel for the homeless today because they are from all walks of life. And as you can think of that and, and the pandemic and what we faced the last three Three months, maybe before, has there been any specific way you've had to pivot to serve more? And how have you done that? Well, we started off with um, one Saturday a month, just testing the waters, uh, seeing how the homeless would receive us in the community, which was an overwhelming welcome. So we thank God for that. Um, we have expanded our our services out to the branding area now, and we also, uh, the university area. So we are branding out to other locations because of that and people getting to hear about us um, and wanting to have the service provided to their clients. Because we did seek out locations where the homeless was already serving because we found out that a lot of people are not really comfortable with the homeless. And we understand it and respect that. So our, our looking out, we look, we seek out locations such as Trendy Cafe, Metropolitan mm. Ministries, different mm -hmm. locations that was always established in the homeless population. And the homeless population was very comfortable with these agencies that they entrust them. So we just added on to what they other the other services that they provided, we just added another service. So we have turned around doing two Saturdays a month now. We're almost going into a third Saturday each month. So those are the that is the growth in such a short time within two years that we have been out and fully serving the community. You know, one thing um, that I really like, Marcia, that you're talking about is the fact that you are uh, connected to a network of people who are working with those who find themselves homeless. And uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Are there other ways that you're sharing um, either resources or working with 
other nonprofits? Um, sure. We since we've been out in in the community, uh, we've been speaking, and uh, other organizations have joined us. Uh, different times, uh, providing free haircuts. Um, also, uh, Metropolitan. Uh, I work real close to them because they do have an outreach mobile team now, the Brigade. And that team is wonderful because they can provide um, services, portable services that the homeless could not get to at an office building, such as Metropolitan. Um, that is one location as well. So Metropolitan came up with a model very similar to ours as being mobile. And they have a team that actually go out into the bushes, the alleys, the parks where the homeless is, is there physically. And they're providing them with services such as providing them to have to get ID, get their Social Security or non-disability uh, um, services, and things of that nature that you and I may not think about twice because we have a network of people that has knowledge of uh, information, but the homeless don't have that convenient. They don't have that uh, network easily access to them. So I try to connect with other agencies that provide services that will make their life much better. So um, I mean, it, the, the whole story of Mr. Bubbles is amazing. So I have two quick questions. One is, how did you get the name? That's the first one. And uh, so, so why don't you answer that? How did you come up with that name? Well, my husband actually tells the story a little better than I. <laughs> but uh, my husband and I, when we um, first two years of our marriage, he um, was a contractor. And, you know, he would go out and uh, uh, when the banks are built, he would uh, be the one that goes in and put their alarm system and things of that nature. And, um, but he would come home with a sink. And so being the loving wife I am, the new, you know, <laughs> newlywed, I had to find a very creative way to tell him that he needed to shower before he joined the family So for the evening. So one day he came in and I said, huh, uh, Bay, how was your day? And we greeted each other. I said, did you and Mr. Bubbles fall out? And he's like, Mr. Bubbles? <laughs> and um, it clicked for him for uh, you know a few minutes. It took him to figure it out that he needed to take a shower. So anytime I needed to address that going forward, is <laughs> referencing to Mr. Bubbles. Did you find uh, out of friends? Did you you know did Mr. Bubbles leave town without you? <laughs> Some of, of that fashion. And so it was obvious when we when God gave us this mission that the name had to be Mr. Bubble. I love so when it. you meet my husband one day, you'll get to hear the story, his version of it, and he's Mr. Bubble. Oh, Marcia, <laughs> you are so creative. I mean, literally, everything you've done. And you know the beauty of it is I remember that pink and purple bottle, right, and, of the Mr. Yes. Bubble. I think it was that <laughs> color. It brings back the yes. best memories of my sister and I and growing up. And so I love the joy that you bring to everyone and certainly our listeners today. I think that the inspiration that you're giving is just going to be unmatched. And I, 
I guess I'm curious, I see this growing and people, you know, trying to duplicate or, or you growing it. What do you, do you have a vision for a, a year? Like, what does this look like in a year? Well, our ultimate goal is to have a resource center for the homeless, but also continue the shower, portable shower version of it as well. Because once again, transportation is not, problems for them is not going away. So we still want to serve them in, in where they are, but also have a, a, a resource center where they can come and get um, interview tips or help with resumes or with health uh, problems, uh, being able to help them with uh, applying for Social Security and other benefits that is lacking or almost like a miniature counseling center and being able to help them and still also provide them with the shower they may need and laundry if they need it. Oh, that's so, so terrific. That's oh, I just love that. So uh, I guess uh, another question that I would have is, what is your favorite word? We we gave you the word imagine because as we observed what you were doing, we, we could definitely understand that your imagination and dreaming of what you could do played a role in it. But what is your favorite word? Well, actually, imagination is my favorite word. Oh, good. <laughs> a lot of times when I write up comments on my on my social media and my um, also, you know, my website and so forth, I'm always putting the phrase in there. Can you imagine a drop of water transforming a life? And we see that every time we go out, we see a gentleman or a woman approach us and we provide them with all the equipment they need to refresh themselves. They're broken down. There's no hope in their eyes. Literally is dead. And they walk into this shower unit that we provided for them and get a hot shower and come out of that shower with hope in their eyes, with their shoulders back, walking with more confidence than they had in days and months and hours and seconds of their breathing life. And just to know that I now feel like a human being, not an element of what I've been, you know, surrounded with. And so the word imagination is a big word in my mind. Imagine a life being transformed by just simply a drop of water. That is That's powerful. Powerful. You said transformation. That's incredible. That's what you're doing. We want to thank you for being with us and for all you do. Today we heard how Marcia's imagination led to her idea becoming a reality and helping a sometimes forgotten part of our community. And about how the great name Mr. Bubbles with a Z came to be. People listening who want to help can reach the folks at Mr. Bubbles at mrbubblesshowers at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Human Impact Stories. Human Impact Stories is produced by Jody Locke. 
with technical support and editing provided by Kevin Tice.